876 of the Greatcast. I don't feel welcome. Welcome. Willkommen. Bienvenue. What was that? I don't know. What does that mean? I think it means welcome. I remember seeing it on a bag once or a sign or something that had welcome in a bunch of different languages. Mm. At least I assume it was welcome because I don't know the other language, but in English it was welcome. Mm. And I think the German was willkommen. And is it French? I don't know. B-I-E-N-V-U-E? Something like that? Yeah. Anyway. So, it's Friday. We're not in San Diego. So? Nothing. Just making, you know, noting it that we're not in San Diego. You might win an award tonight. Um, Might's a little strong. I don't think that's a strong word at all. That's the truth, actually. You might win. Yeah, well, it's in the realm of possibility. That's the most basic way of saying that. So, shush your butt. I may or may not. You may you may win, you may not win. Leaning towards not, probably. But, you know. So uh, I hope you do. Well, thank you. I'm pulling for you and Zach Cruzy. Cool. And his Steve Ditko book. Is it Cruzy? Is that how you pronounce it? I believe it is. That's K-R-U-S-E, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I was always just thinking it was Cruz. Yeah, well, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it is that. I've just, I never heard it spoken out loud, so I didn't know. It's like that with a lot of words. Um, speaking of words and my brain, I was thinking about brains. Brains are pretty amazing. They are? Like, can you whistle? I cannot. Like, not even a basic dog whistle or whatever? No. What do you mean, basic dog whistle? What is that? Something I can't hear? Just something that you whistle to, like, call an animal, like, or something. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. That is a whistle. Like, so when I was a kid, I, I don't remember who it was exactly, but somebody showed me how to whistle. Like, I didn't just start whistling. But, um... But that was just real basic kind of whistle. Like, you know, put your lips together and blow kind of whistle. Um, Somewhere along the line, and I mean, this started when I was a kid, I learned how to whistle in a tuneful way. In a tuneful way. In a tuneful way, yes. I could carry a tune with a whistle. Um, No, that's true. But I don't know how I learned that. Because I was whistling earlier today, and I was thinking about, like, how does my brain know where to... Because, like, whistling, a basic whistle doesn't matter. Like, you can just whistle. It's whatever pitch it is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even, like, slightly more complicated whistles, like a wolf whistle or a, a hello whistle, like a, or, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Those are more complicated, but they're still pretty basic. But even then, you have did to, like... You say, did you say a wolf whistle? Yeah. That's how you say wolf? You wolf don't whistle. pronounce the L? Oh, woof. woof? I didn't... Did I say woof? It sounded like you said woof. Oh. Maybe it's because the woof is on fire. But, um... Anyway, even those still being very basic, like, they... It's not really in your lips. It involves your tongue. 
like mm-hmm. where the the hollow space, I guess, it creates in your mouth. And so you, you know, like have to your tongue has to move to make the different tones. But like you get into more complicated things, like like listening to like Roger Whittaker whistle or something, and uh, like your tongue's got to be all over the place. But I'm trying to figure out how does my brain know where to put my tongue to make the correct tone, you know. <laughs> Because nobody showed me how to do that. I just kind of learned, like, or taught myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. But how? I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's, I guess that's no more amazing than figuring out, like, how does your hand know where to be to catch a ball? But. Yeah, it's called hand-eye coordination is what you're talking about. Well, not in the case of whistling. I guess that would be tongue-brain spatial coordination. I don't know, whatever. But how does your brain know how to do that? You know, especially for non-survival stuff. At least catching catching stuff has like a survival thing. You know, like it's it, it's important for your survival to know where your hands need to be. But, yeah, well, I mean that's what your brain does. I don't, yeah, it's kind of amazing, I guess. But it's just like magnets, man. How they work? Hmm. But yeah, I don't know because. Are you high? Uh, this is stuff that people talk about when they're high. I haven't reached a level of CAT spelling dog. Mm. But no, I'm not high, Mike. I wish I was high. I probably should go to a doctor and get a, a medical marijuana pass. Whatever they call that. Prescription pass? Hall pass? <laughs> so I like that. I, I want to call it that now. It's my pass. My my Mary Jane pass. Mary Jane pass. You shall not pass. That's what my doctor would say to me. If my doctor was Gandalf the Grey. <laughs> but, um... Anyway, so yeah. Now that I've started off with a bit of... I don't know, what, what do you call that? Existential? Sure. Okay. What's new with you? How are you doing, Mike? How you doing? Mm, all right. Good. I'm alive. Yeah. Just yeah. like that Pearl Jam song. A lot like that Pearl Jam song. Yeah. All right. I'm just plugging away on this book. Cool. Um. Doing some mystery science theater stuff, but if it just, if, I mean, just feels like I'm in a holding pattern. I need to be, I feel like I need to be doing things, but my brain won't let me. I'm building a tiny little speaker cabinet. Well, that's cool. Why? Um, well, because I've, I've got a couple of, like, low-powered heads, like, um... This one's like a little tube head that puts out, I don't know, like 5 watts, 10 watts, something like that. And I've got another one that puts out, it's like a one and a half watt amp or something like that, you know. And you can plug those into really big speaker cabinets with no problem and it'll power them. But I thought it would be kind of cool, since I have these little tiny heads, to make a little tiny cabinet to go with them, you know. Like, and I, I know I can just go buy one, but I was looking to do one myself, just for shits and giggles, you know. It's, it's something to like when I need to take my brain off of work for a minute kind of thing. 
And so I had these, um, because of my, my interest in buying old slides and stuff, negatives. Yes. I happen to have several slide cases. And one of them's pretty beat up, but it's like from the 50s, 40s or 50s. Mm-hmm. So it's got this kind of beat up vintage look to it. But it's beat up enough that I don't care about further altering it. You know? mm-hmm. um, and it's just the right size. It's like, you know, a little bit bigger than a lunchbox. It's big enough to fit these two four and a half inch speakers that I bought on the cheap. Because I, I went looking online to see what other people were making things out of. And I found these speakers that other people were saying were really good for small cabinet situations. And they're basically like, I think they're meant to be full range, like odd, um, car speakers, like door speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, modeled after like some pioneer model or something. But, uh, I saw in several places where guitar players were saying, yeah, these actually sound really good, you know, for guitar. So I, I got a pair of them on the cheap and I'm planning out what the, how to cut things up. I bought some MDF to make a baffle board to mount the actual speakers to, and then the baffle board gets mounted to the inside of the cabinet. And um, I'm just trying to figure out what... I want to make the cuts look cool, like an old stereo, like with not just two circles for the speakers, like some sort of either open design or maybe something with like a, a, like lines or something, you know, open rectangles. But... um. It's just, it, like I said, it's one of those things where it's, I think about that when I don't want to think about work for a minute. Because I'm trying, I'm trying real hard not to get burned out, <laughs> you know. That's, mm. That sounds like an oxymoron. You shouldn't try not to get burned out. Or try hard not to get burned out. You should just not get burned out. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, that's, I'm building a little tiny speaker cabinet. It's fun. Um, the guitar making school here uh, does speakers too. You can learn to make speakers there. Like make the actual speaker. Uh huh. Wow. Make amps and speakers. I don't even know what would go into making a speaker itself. Well, I mean, you probably buy the speaker. You're building the amp. Oh, okay. Like what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like actually winding the the coil for the speaker and I don't I don't know nothing about that. Well, I mean, there are places that teach you how to like make a pickup, you know, from scratch. And stuff like that. So I I just assume there were places that would t- teach you how to make a speaker too. Wonder if uh wonder if Sean ever managed to get those speakers reconed. What speaker? Yeah, I think they were Advents. I, I, it just popped in my mind because we were talking about speakers. He, this was like a couple of years ago he was talking about it, or several years ago. But he had some old, um, they were nice speakers in their day, but the cones had rotted. Mm. And he was looking to get them reconed. Dove or McKeever? Dove. Dove. Um, he's playing games. Oh. See, I think they can hear you. Is he all good again? Yeah, but Josh isn't. Oh, man. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it the COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course it is. At least it's not monkeypox. Yeah, you need to lay off the monkeypox. You're it, obsessed with the monkeypox. That's because it's a fun word to say, monkeypox. 
there was a <laughs> just to add on further to that, I just read there was a, a confirmed case of polio in the United States. Yeah, I heard. So apparently polio is coming back too. <laughs> yep. Ah oh, man. We are in the end times, buddy. <laughs> or, you know, just the start of a new phase. I guess. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, whenever you're ready to start building pedals and amps and stuff, I got your brand for you, man. My brand? Oh, what is it again? I forgot. The Nortone brand. Nortone. I'm not building amps or pedals. You might find it very relaxing. Um, no, I won't, and I'll tell you why. Because I know this about myself. I've, I've, I, I don't like building furniture or anything like that. Like not even putting it together from IKEA. <laughs> right. Okay. It's not. It. I don't find it fun. I don't because I always mess something up, and I don't like messing things up. Well, it's not like you, every art piece you draw is like perfect from the get-go, right? You're used to messing things up. You just kind of wipe it away and start over, or continue on, or whatever. I'm trying to put it into words. I'm not very good at describing this, but no, you're wrong. <laughs> you, I'm have, <laughs> you have a visceral dread of it. Yeah, I mean... Drawing is different, and it is because I've spent so much time doing it. Right, right. But there is a... I don't know. It, I'm, I don't know. It's an instinctive dislike, say. Something, something real, like, subsurface there. It's like... So you know, people like learning other languages, and some people like the challenge of talking to someone and not knowing everything they're saying, but figuring it out like it's a puzzle. While I would be very frustrated and angry that I can't communicate. Like Bruce Willis in A Good Day to Die Hard when he gets hit by that car and the guy starts yelling at him in Russian and he just punches him and says, do you think I know anything you were saying? Crank, nobody's seen that movie except for you and Bruce Willis, and he probably doesn't remember it. Nobody saw A Good Day to Die Hard? No. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's an acceptable movie. No. How do you know you haven't seen it? I say no. To you, I say no. I'm just saying, it's not like the best Die Hard, but it's acceptable. It's acceptable. Yeah. As far as movies go, I've seen much worse. I've seen much worse from Bruce Willis. Well, yeah, he's made a lot of bad movies. Well, mostly in, in like the past decade, I think. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, anyway. So, uh, it's safe to say you just don't like it, right? Like, I don't like what? Die Hard? Other stuff. <laughs> Talking to people in other languages. Learning new things uh, and making mistakes. 
Well, I mean, I mean, we've we've talked about it a little bit in regards with playing guitar. It's I mean sort of the thing that made me not want to do it when I was younger is that I didn't find the fun in learning. I, I was just upset that I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, that's changed a little bit, but it doesn't necessarily translate to other things. And, I mean, I still have trouble, you know, motivating myself to practice and stuff because I can't do things that I want to do, you know? Right on. So, uh... So, I mean, at least I recognize that about myself. So what you're saying is, uh... You're scared. I mean, when if you want to boil it down to uh, uh, basics, yeah. I mean, that's probably what it would be. Yeah. I was just ribbing you, man. And I would tell other people to get over that. You know, it's one of those "do as I say, not as I do" things. Right. But I mean, it's because I know what the the problem is, whether or not I do anything about. Well, I mean, that's the thing with most things right is like the answer is usually right there it's whether or not you do anything about it i can understand that because i can relate that to dancing i do not dance and i will not dance (laughs) that's more that's more of what it is um guess what most people can't dance but they do anyway so it's not that's not the thing. That's not the issue. And that's one of those things is like when people really want you to dance, they want you to dance, man. Like <laughs> they won't let you alone if you tell them no, I don't want to dance. You know, mm-hmm. or I can't dance or something like that. They're like, who cares? Just do it anyway. You know, like no, I don't want to. And it's because dancing is not about showing people you can dance. It's about it's basically just playing on a playground. You're just a, you're being a little kid. That's what dancing is in those situations. Yeah. It's it's the equivalent of running around on a playground for people. Look at me, Popeye. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Yeah. But um. So I, yeah, I can. I that's how I relate to what you're saying. I understand. I think. You can't relate to me. Nobody understands me. Oh, boo-hoo. Nobody understands me and my problems. Go cry your little emo boy tears. I'm a loner. <laughs> Nobody understands me. Sit here in my... My... Uh, my castle of tears. That would be a very unstable castle. They're they're very viscous. <laughs> it's really gross. It's pretty slimy. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's pretty it's disgusting. Icky. Yeah, I don't like it. They're very they're sticky and gross. I can I can see why somebody would be upset living in a castle of yeah. sticky icky tears. It's disgusting. Right. It's just it's really gross. Nobody should have to live like that. Nobody I mean, should have to live like that. That's just there's there's no good reason for it. It's disgusting. Yep. No, nobody. Yeah, it's really the worst. <laughs> I mean, somebody just needs to lend you a shop back or something. Really, I mean, 
Well, you know, it clogs the shop vac. Oh, it's good really point. Just, yeah, you can't you can't get that out of a shop vac once it's in there. <laughs> oh. It's like it's like vacuuming uh, vacuuming soup. You know, you don't vacuum soup. I, well, I mean, I, I guess somebody probably does. Yeah. Professional soup vacuumers or something. But that's not a thing. You just made that up. It's real stupid what you just did. I mean, you know, there's, there's, what about, what, how, do, how do they pick up the soup then if it's on the floor? You, you, that, you use a mop, you soak that stuff. It's a whole different thing. Could somebody lend you a mop then? Have you ever cleaned your house before? You should know stuff like that. I'm really behind on the cleaning, man. So behind that you don't know how to clean up. I think I've lost the knack. Yeah, liquid that fell on your floor, you would not know how to clean it. Well, I, I, I live in my own how house at Tears. Behind you are on, not behind in your own personal cleaning, but of the concept of cleaning. That's how behind you are. Yeah, I, I live in my own house of Tears, man. <laughs> yeah, you do. Relatively speaking, it's not actually house of Tears. It's a house of spilled soup. But you know, house of soup. <laughs> it's a spilled soup, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a little sloppy, kind of lean and wobbling. You know. I hear in Cincinnati they put uh, cinnamon on their soup. <sighs> yeah, but you can't taste it. You can't taste it. Yeah, there's no beans in it. Uh you can have beans with it. <laughs> I I actually have made, you know, Cincinnati style chili with beans. And they still let you live there. Well, you know, there's some liberties taken. You know, I went to Superdog on Wednesday uh, because it was National Hot Dog Day. And my friend Phineas made me drive him out there. Okay. And he, uh, uh, and I had a hot dog. I had a, the whoopsie dog. That's what they call it. Whoopsie dog? Is that? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. It's, it's essentially their version of the polar sausage. Oh, all right. All right. But for the first, usually I, I'm the guy that says, I don't want anything on it but mustard. But this time I just took it the way they gave it to you, which is like grilled onions and a pickle and all this other stuff. Mm. And it wasn't bad. I didn't eat the pickle. I didn't go that far because pickles are the devil. But yeah, were the grilled onions slimy? Well, that's what grilled onions are. Well, sometimes they're not. I mean, sometimes they're a little like less. Slimy. That's why you grill them so that they're soft and mushy and uh, have that grilled onion taste. Yeah, I like the taste. I'm not so much on the texture. Yeah, I can understand that, but I like that they're not chunky and crispy because that way I don't notice that I'm eating onions. Right. It's like what that, that's more gross to me than like I'll I'll eat onion rings if I pull the onion out of them. So I'll I'll eat the onion ring breading. So you won't eat onion rings as much as you will eat onion ring batter. Right. Cuz I don't yeah. I don't mind the you're taste of the onion rings. Well, it's still got onion in it. It has onion flavor. Essence of, <laughs> essence of onion. Onions once were. Yes, essence of onion. Essence of onion. Okay. Well, maybe you should uh, come up with a recipe like that for 
for onion onionless onion rings. Isn't that basically a hush puppy? Uh, yeah, well, no, because the hush puppy is a totally different, it's a, there's a different thing in the center of the onion ring in that. It's a cornbread, uh, ball. I was wondering if maybe I could just go to a restaurant and ask them to throw a handful of onions in the grease along with some batter, and then just fish the batter out, you know. Well, that would be crackling. I guess it would, yeah. Which I, you, know. you, you can buy that separately. Yeah, a lot of times they'll. And that's that's gross that you can do that. It's really good though. That you can you can order a a plate. Well, not a plate. I guess it's like a side thing of just the le- the batter leavings from the fryer. Yeah. Long John's will give you a side of it. Yeah, that's where I found out about it. Yeah. Usually they dump a bunch of it in, like in the if you get like a meal box or something. Oh yeah, because there's just so much of it. Right. They're not, they're not dumb for for charging for it. That's smart. It's like we got this junk around our fryer. Let's charge people for it. It does taste really good though. It does taste that. It does taste good, but it's terrible for you. Oh, I know. It's just, it's grease and breading, but you know, still. So uh, anyway, your hot dog. Sorry. Oh, I already told the story. I ate it and it was good. Oh, okay. Is that the place? Is that the place where they yell at you? No, that's Wiener Circle. Wiener Circle. What was Hot Dugs? Hot Dugs was a different place. It was like they kind of made gourmet hot dogs. Okay. Are they close? Yes, really. What? Sean was being contrarian again. Oh. Is hot dogs gone? Uh, yes. Okay. Wait. Is it gone again? Yeah. 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 It moved and then it was gone. Okay. Hot dogs. Hot dogs was a place where, like, it always had a line and shit, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. I don't think I ever actually ate there. I ate there a couple times. Hmm. I just it, was pretty, it was pretty good, but... Yeah, I just remember the name. I, I, I guess from people talking about it. I don't know many places that are worth standing in line for. Yeah. But, I, I mean, that's really, that's really all an opinion, isn't it? No, oh, it's such subjective. Sure, it's what's worth what it's worth to you. I rarely will stand in line, especially if I'm alone. I'm not going to stand in line someplace for something. If I'm with a bunch of people and they all want it really bad, at least I get to stand there talking to people. But yeah, I I rarely wait in lines for shit because most of the time there's an acceptable alternative somewhere nearby. Yeah, that sounds right. Sure. Anyway. Mm, now I'm thinking about hot dogs. Big Red Smoky. Oh, yeah. It's kind of that middle ground between a sausage and a hot dog. Not quite like bratwurst or mitts. 
Stuffed tubed meat. Gross. <laughs> anyway. I wonder what it is. I mean, they they don't use intestines anymore, right? They use some sort of synthetic thing. But I don't know what that is. Plant-based, maybe? I don't know. It's kind of gross when you think about it. Like, you know, stuffed intestines. <laughs> like... Yeah, you think? I try not to. In fact, most of the time when I eat meat, I try not to think about it. Well, let's not talk about that. Okay. But I tell you, man, I still like those little, uh, what's one call them? Those little Boca fake chicken patties. Yeah, I like those pretty good, too. I get the, the spicy ones, the buffalo ones. Not really super spicy or anything, but they... they have a little more zing to them than the regular ones. And I always used to, because I don't like waiting for food. <laughs> I think we, we just talked about that. Um, but even at home, I, I tend to not like waiting for food. So I used to microwave them all the time, which was fine. Yeah. But I found that, because um, besides my regular oven, I have a little toaster oven for stuff, for quick things. And I found, I decided to go ahead and try the putting them in the oven thing because you know they got the directions for it on the box mm -hmm. and they are so much better that way well, I don't yeah I bet they are but they crisp better oh yeah the, the outside gets nice and crisp but even the texture of the interior like gets firmer somehow than it does when it's like if you over microwave them they get tough you know but if you if you're microwaving them just right to where they're the proper temperature without being overcooked the texture is different than it's if you bake them, and they um, mm. they are just so much better that way. I mean, I'll still I'll still nuke them if I just want them quick. But if you can take the extra, you know, sixteen minutes plus, I think I usually throw them in while it's warming up and do it for twenty, something like that. But yeah, take take the extra fifteen minutes. If you can take, if you can wait the extra time there, you know, I mean, you'll be rewarded, is what I'm saying. Rewarded, Mike. It's totally worth it. Mmm, food. Oh, it's getting on lunch, that's why I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, I had to spend like an hour and a half on the phone with Rafer yesterday. Why? Because um, we were trying to figure out a problem. I'm working with him on something that requires me to use InDesign. And I can get around in InDesign, but it, I'm not proficient in it. Um, because most of my experience with it's just been to do really basic, here's a book layout, drop all your pages in, line them up, and send them off to somebody else to finish it off or whatever kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um and I can do that fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. But we were running into some weird situation where I, the EPSs I was placing of the balloon layer were generating this weird white line right where my um, my bounding box it was. Well, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't even actually lined up with my bounding box, but it was being created by the bounding box somehow. Um, and it was puzzling because at first I'm like, well. For one thing, the bounding box is like uh, 
um, the transparency was set to zero. So, like, it shouldn't have been visible at all, period. And even if it was visible, the bounding box itself was just, like, regular. It was just all K black. So, I, you know, why it was generating a white line, don't know. And by the time we got done with it, we figured out how to fix it. But, and Rafer said, I mean, he, you know, he's worked in that a lot more than I have, so he has more understanding. He's like, well, I kind of get why it's doing it. But, you know, like, I'd have to, he was like, I'd have to, like, do a real deep dive explanation to, you know, explain it to you. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't need to know. I just know it's not working. He just anyways. called you stupid. I think he did. I think no, you're right. Because huh? he's stupid. Yeah, I'm dumb. Yeah, you're dumb. I'm you dumb. dumb. I'm dumb. Why are you so dumb? Duh. <laughs> so dumb. That was funny. Other, but yeah. Anyway, it's, I mean, it, we didn't talk for an hour and a half straight just about that. I mean, we kibitzed a little bit about comic shit and whatnot, but most of it was actually trying to figure out. Are you problem. talking about me? Oh yeah, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. All kinds of Why? talking about you. Just talking about you. Why would you do that? Different things about you. You know, stuff. Different aspects of me. <laughs> Yeah, the versions of Mike. Stuff like that, you know. Why does Mike do this? How does Mike do that? Which Mike, which Mike is this? Mm. You know. So, that was kind of fun, though. And I, I guess I learned a couple of things. About me? <laughs> no, about working with InDesign. I learned it's a it's a deeply stupid program for being as old as it is. That program should be so much better than it is by now. And they've had it. I guess. I mean, it's it's like fifteen years old from Adobe, and it's a few years older than that from whoever originally made it. I can't remember what company they acquired now mm-hmm. to get it. But um, is that what used to be Aldous PageMaker? I don't think so. Okay. Because I remember it, it was like about the mid aughts when they acquired it, right? When did I mean? When did they stop doing stuff with PageMaker? It was a lot longer than I remember. I don't. I because I never really used it. I just remember it being a thing. Because we, we were working in Quark first. Cause yeah. That, that was like the standard for print houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember Quark. Quark was not fun. No, that was also a deeply dumb program, and it's it's export like export function was really convoluted. I remember, like you remember trying to export PDFs from Quark. That was like no. a, it was a major hassle. It was a pain in the ass. Um, the only reason I liked InDesign because it wasn't hard to do. But, so, you know, however long it's been, I'm, I'm going to say it's probably been about 17 years since version 2, at least, version 1, version 2. Um, so, they, you know, they've been developing that code alongside their other programs, like Photoshop and Illustrator. And you still can't simply, like, one does not simply import text into InDesign. 
like you can't just copy. Oh, how do I want to say it? Like if I if I were using the selection arrow in an Illustrator, mm-hmm. and I had say I had some text like a, a balloon stack or something right there, um, mm-hmm. I couldn't just select that body of text, hit C, and then paste that into InDesign as editable text. It'll break it up and, and outline it. Or I've I've seen it outline it. I've seen it take every word. And you could still edit the word, but each word is its own individual object. That's bullshit. It, it does crazy shit. Like, you can't just move one thing to another. And I'm like, after, as long as they've been developing these, like, cross-developing these and, and stuff, like, you can't, they can't just interact like that? That's dumb. So to, like, get text from, I, I can, if I use the text tool, I can select the stack of text, like, you know, highlight it and select it. Mm-hmm. And I can copy that over into InDesign and it'll keep my hard returns. So I can basically keep the stack, but it won't retain the, the font information or anything. Even though, again, it's reading the fonts, it knows they're there. It just, it's not, the information's not being translated from one program to the other, you know? And I'm just like, this is a frustrating <laughs> and deeply stupid program. <laughs> But I have to use it so for the project I'm working on. And it's not fun, but I'm, you know, I'm getting by. You going to be okay? I, th- I think so. I guess. I have to install porch rails at my parents' house tomorrow. Talking about another frustrating thing. <laughs> this, is a, this is a particularly dry <laughs> episode of this. Of this podcast. Good dry, like a wine? <laughs> no, because of, because of the uh, because of the castle of tears. Oh, that that sticky, icky castle of tears. Mm-hmm. What voice would you give this castle of tears, Mike? Why would I give it a voice? Well, because this is radio. Oh, I'm not doing that. I know what you're trying to do, Mike. Come on, Mike. Come back to the crankcast. Mike. 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 <laughs> ah. Anyway. So, yeah. This is going to be a weekend. It is? Not really. It's going to be working. I'm working the weekend. Everybody's working on the weekend. Seems like it anymore. I mean, do you take days off? <laughs> yeah, I take a, too many now. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Got another trip to Idaho planned? I've never been to Idaho. Oh, Iowa. Uh, yes. <laughs> Corn, not potatoes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I gotta remember that. Well, I don't have to remember that. <laughs> you don't have to do nothing. You'll let me know when I'm wrong. You have no fear of doing that. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you remember a commercial? I'm guessing. Yeah, I remember a couple of them. Oh, hush. Um, I'm guessing this was either a commercial for potatoes or some potato product. And. 
there was a character in the commercial where he was like, Hey, yo, I'm from Idaho. <laughs> no. No? No. I'm not just making that up in my head, am I? I don't know. I don't know what you do. Hey, yo, I'm from Idaho. Ah. Anyway. Why did you do that? What was the err uh, part? Because well, I'm trying to figure out if I was just making it up in my head or not. With you, it, both are possible. Not mutually exclusive, either. Hmm. Um, how did how did memes spread before the Internet? Uh, I don't know if there were memes before the Internet. Well, what I mean is, like, uh, like the Buddies song, you know? The Buddies? Yeah, Buddies, like the shoes. Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. Like, that wasn't on TV, as far as no, I know. No, it wasn't, but it was like a, a thing, a fad or something. Like, but a kids, movement, if you will. Like, yeah, kids in the playground in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, knew the song, and then kids like where you came from I didn't. Song. I knew nothing about a song. I just knew of the term buddies. Okay, and then well, we, we elevated to, to air buddies, like you would have air buddies. <laughs> um... I, maybe it was a commercial? I don't know. I don't know where that stuff... I'm sure there are websites that that track this stuff down. I'm sure there are pop culture historians. Or like, um, you know, like the um, urban myths and stuff. Like, stuff like that yeah. spread, you know? Um, I'm sure every kid post-1985 across the country knew the story about the, the, the person that, that, you know... Had a one night stand down in Florida. Got on a plane. He had given her a gift. She opens a box and says, "Welcome to the wonderful world of AIDS," or whatever. Mm. And there was like a little coffin in the box. I don't think I've heard that one. Oh, really? Like, but, uh, but yes, those kind of things do get passed around. Like, no problem. <laughs> all right, I, I can understand. Like, I can understand adults knowing that stuff because adults had means of communication. But like kids. Kids didn't have, I mean, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't well, have the internet. Passed around, you know, your cousins here from, it's all cousins coming into town. It's it's all the lead, legion of cousins. What's up, cuz? Uh, I miss my cuz. Anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. My I, nephew has a child, well, is having a child. Your nephew's having a kid? Well, his wife is. He's also married now. Man, you're old. Well... <laughs> I was... I was... I was leaning more towards the how-did-I-not-know-this angle, but yes, I guess I'm old. How did you not know that? It's your nephew. Nobody told me. Bad uncle. Why am I a bad uncle? I, it's not my fault that nobody told me. Because you ain't keeping up with your family. How do I keep up with them? Am I supposed to call them all the time? Well, do you call them at all? No. <laughs> well, there you go, man. It's not my fault. No. Nope. Not at all. There's just, there's no pot. I mean, think about it. There's really no possible way you could have just picked up the phone and dialed. Or sent an email. I mean, I understand the difficulties presented in that are just they're beyond your able 
your ability to uh, surmount. Look at this little bitch. I mean, you know. Well, he 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 saw an opportunity and seized on it. I'm I'm agreeing with you, man. There's nothing you could have done. There's absolutely no way you could have gotten a hold of your family. You are gonna feel the viciousness real soon, buddy. And what particularly that makes this funny is you got to realize that I don't talk to my family either. <laughs> <laughs> They're down the street. Well, I mean, I talk to my parents, but I don't talk to my family beyond my parents, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I have very little room to criticize anybody for not talking to their family either. But I understand and recognize that that is my doing. It's my fault. So, yeah. Anyway, man. Congratulations on your nephew being married and having a kid. Shut up. Old man. You're an old... You're you're younger than me. Yeah. So shut up. But I'm not as old as you are. (sighs) So there. Take that. Take it. <sighs> anyway, finished watching Legend of the Seeker. <laughs> stop, stop talking to me. This is show. This is over. <laughs> well, I mean, it can be if you want. You know, it could be a short show. We can do that. Not that short. I mean, it's 47 minutes. We can kill time for another 15 minutes, or we can stop now. It's up to you. Totally. Totally. I'm going to check and see if there's email. Okay. So I can get rid of you. I did wind up watching The Lost City last weekend. Did you like it? Um, It's funny. It's not a, a watch-again movie. No, um, no, but it's, it's not what I said it was. No, I'm just saying, you know, given that my propensity to rewatch things I really like, this is in a category of I, I don't think I'd ever really need to watch it again unless it was just on and I didn't feel like turning the channel or something. Did you like it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun for what it was. Um, I ca- I kind of wish Daniel Radcliffe would have been a little more over the top. Yeah, I guess. Cause yeah, I can see that, yeah. I think that would have pushed it a little more, like made it even funnier. And I, yeah. there was like that one point where they kept just making dick jokes about stuff. Um, like when she gets to the city. like Oh, know, yeah, 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 I do remember and, that. Because the, the city's called the D, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, did you uncover all of it? And he's like, no, just a tip. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> like, okay, what, what grade are we in again? Come on. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I th- even without him being more over the top, it was still kind of funny. I enjoyed it. They, um, both of them are definitely people I, I like watching movies that they're in. So. Mm-hmm. And Channing Tatum's not, not Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not bad. 
So uh, there we go with that. Okay. Okay, what? Okay. Do we have email? Uh, we do. Oh, okay. Guess who from? Bill Duke? No. Oh. Uh, Captain? No. Henrik. Captain from Henrik? Denmark. Henrik from Denmark. Henrik from Denmark. Okay. He says, I crank Mike and other people trying to make it through the summer in one piece. That's us. Says Mike mentioned it last episode, but I wanted to also give a big recommendation to Miss Marvel. Oh, the TV show version. Right? It's an incredibly fun show, and Iman Vellani is perfect in the role. Nice. She is perfect in the role. The only problem is that with six episodes, it doesn't quite have the time to do everything at once, but hopefully we'll get a second season after she appears in the Marvels. Yes, that's I, I finally remember. Yes, that is what I said about the show. It is the only Marvel show that doesn't feel like it's being padded. In fact, it could have used another episode. Which I will take over being too long, I think. Yes, of course. I think the thing about it, like, the problem with stuff being too long is you waste a lot of time watching stuff you didn't really want to watch. Like, if, if they could give you a condensed thing, like, only watch these parts, <laughs> so you could, you know, trim it down yourself, yeah. then yeah, that that would be better. But you don't know that when you're watching something, you know, until you get past it. Yeah. I thought the last episode of Umbrella Academy was felt like just stopped. Hmm. Eh, endings are hard. Now that you guys are slowly nearing episode 900, perhaps that would be a good time to finally do that Colin show you talked about a while ago. Huh. What do you think, Mike? I'm not in charge of that crap. I know we haven't actually called anybody in a long time. I'm not good at talking to people. I think the last time we talked to somebody was when, um, God, it was towards the start of the pandemic or in her, like 2021. We called, um, I mean, if you want me to call people up and hang up on them, we called him. I'm man. I'm blanking. Uh, we called him, he was in England. Uh, Dave? Yeah, Dave Stokes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was the last person we called. Or at least he's the last one I remember. Also, I like to call people and not tell them that they're on the show like we did with him. Yeah, we did do that, didn't we? <laughs> I like to do that. Oh, you know, though, even after we told him that we were he was on the show, he kept acting like he didn't know he was on the show. He, got, he has hamster brain. I remember that. He's like, oh, you recording? Yeah. Uh... Also, that would mean for episode 1000, you could do a Crankcast World Tour where you visit and record an episode in all the various countries where your listeners... <laughs> Hendrick's trying to get us to come to Denmark, is what it sounds like. I'd like to visit Denmark. I would, too, uh, where your listeners... That might sound expensive, but my quick math says you would only really need to visit the UK and Denmark. <laughs> so that is suddenly a lot more manageable. You forget the Philippines... 
Yeah, I'm not going to the Philippines. No, I'm in England. Oh, uh, yeah, right now England's in the middle of it. <laughs> I thought he was talking about the Philippines. Oh, that's that's funny. Uh, Philippines sound nice. Um, do we have other listeners in other countries? I think so. I'm trying to remember. I, very every once in a while, I'll, I'll look at the Google. I hope we don't. The Google Analytics. International boredom. How? I hope you are all are well. Henry to Denmark. P.S. Frank, anything new happening with the pond? Oh, <laughs> did I not tell you? Uh, what? <laughs> this, is, this is so dramatic. What happened to the pond? It's tragic, really. What happened? All the fish are gone. What I happened? I don't know. I didn't see, like, I lost... The pond, did they disappear? I lost a couple over the winter because I could see their frozen corpses in the water, you know, in the ice. Um, But then after, you know, when in the spring there were still at least three or four big ones, like old ones. And there were probably like 20 little ones swimming around. And then, like, in the space of a week or so, like, I saw them one week, and then I went and looked, like, a week later, and, and they just weren't there. They were just gone. Like, no floating floaters, or no bones around, no heads, like. So, I, I would, like, if a, if a, I mean, a cat might take the whole thing off. Like, if a, if a raccoon got them, I think usually they leave the heads around. Like, you'd see bits of them, you know? Um... And if they just died from something in the water, like some sort of bacteria or something, like you'd see floaters. But, yeah. I don't know. They just picked up and left. I guess. Maybe they migrated somewhere. That's what I like to think. Rather than just dying, I like to think they moved on somewhere. Like, they they went west. Just like... Huh? It's a dislike. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't real happy about it either, man. Tell you the truth. But they hated me anyway, so whatever. Fuck them. Why'd you murder your fish? I didn't. Sounds like you murdered your fish. Nope. So, anyway. Well, fish murderer. Nope. Fish murderer. Nope. Fish murder. Nope. I hear people talking. You, you, you're gonna have to repeat for me because I can't really hear what they're saying. Have your fish and eat it too. Anyway. Okay. So, you made them mad. I can't help that I can't hear them, Mike. If you turn the mic on, if you turn your microphone on on me, I could maybe hear them, but I'd probably hear the fan more. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a trade-off. Well, we're not making it at nine hundred. I quit. This is the end of the show. No more. Why? Actually, which episode is this? Uh, 876. 
Okay. Let me know when it's $899, and that's when I'll quit. So what you're saying is I just shouldn't say what week it is anymore. And then I can keep you forever. You'll tell you'll tell me the truth. You're you won't you're not able to not tell me the truth. Forever. 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 One of us. Alright, well. Thanks for writing, Henry. Bye. Is that it? That's it. Goodbye. Anybody have anything in stores? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Um, the only thing I saw that I've done anything with was uh, Rick and Morty Infinity Hour number four and Rick and Morty Presents the Big Dumb Summer Vacation. So, double Rick and Morty joy for this week. Uh, you can reach us at crankcast.com, crankcast.gmail.com, Mike's website is ihatemike.com. You can find Mike and, and others on places like Twitter and, and Instagram. Um, and, uh, yeah. If you're, you know, it's San Diego, San Diego this week, have fun, I guess. Don't die, don't get sick. Yeah, don't get sick, because you're in a big enclosed space with 134,000 other people. Well, 134,999, because I think they have 135,000 registered ticket holders for the event. While that's not capacity for the convention center, I believe that's still an awful lot of people in one enclosed space. So, be cool. And, uh, alright then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.